I'm Loza. I'm Isaias. And this is Light and Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a young married couple living in Los Angeles. Walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we explore matters of light, love, and life. Thanks for tuning in. light and love with Lozaeus. For those of your ears that have been busted, I apologize. Again, you never know what you're going to get with Isaiah Cedros. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Light and Love, uh, where today we will be focusing on the third aspect of our discussion topics, which is life. Yeah, so for those of you guys that are just tuning in afresh, um, this podcast episodes are supposed to highlight light or things that are faith-related, love, everything under the sun yep. with love, and life, which is everything that falls under that, parenting, therapy, et cetera, et cetera. Work, all that good stuff. Episode three is going to be a highlight on life. Um, this topic, um, which we will title The Power of Deep Work and Rest. Um, as I do think a quick irony is that I'm drinking coffee as we are... Meanwhile, I'm about to talk about water. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isaiah, you can probably fill the people in as to why this has been such Look, a I, interesting topic for the both of us I, I, in our work I, careers and then yeah, life just to give a backdrop. I feel like this has been a very relevant conversation in our home mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons. You got me to start reading this book called Deep Work after you um, started reading the book yourself. And it really speaks to the importance of focusing mm-hmm. um, and zeroing in and eliminating distractions mm-hmm. to try to get a great quality of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the careers that I have, which are um, so working as a real estate professional, where my job is to solve problems for my clients, mm-hmm. real estate related problems, mm-hmm. and just be accessible and available, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's really hard to kind of zero in and kind of like isolate the world and, you know, have deep focused work. Um, because a lot of my job is mm-hmm. being accessible and like, you know, being, yeah. you know, someone who can just do different things quickly. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I, I always find myself up against, uh, you know, challenges of how to make some of this stuff work for me. But um, I do think there is something really interesting to be explored in eliminating distractions mm-hmm. and trying to increase the quality of your work so that it could lead to a more restful and uh, balanced life, which I yeah. think is, is, has been a challenge for me. Yeah, uh, and I'll speak to that. I think the topic um, of deep work and rest are married together. A lot of the times, even in the book, he talks more deep work. And the book is um, called Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, but the reason I started reading that book was one, just my fascination with this idea of focus, right? Um, I had been a pharmacist for eight years and the nature of our work is we're called to have an eye of scrutiny at prescriptions to make sure they're accurate and precise and it's the right drug, right dose. So focus is very integral to the work that I was doing. Um, but you know, I found that while that's expected of us, we were just, you're basically distracted with interruptions from calls, patients coming in, things like that throughout the day. 
So your ability to focus is challenged. And what makes that so interesting is the fact that both of those things existing at the same time while dealing with medications that could potentially kill somebody <laughs> equals the liability. So that's why I ended up diving into the, the book was to see for myself, okay, what is it about deep work that is so um, important for us? And in doing so, I learned that when you do deep work, it results in rest. And I know you well, and so I... How would you, before we even go into that, yeah. how would you define deep work? Deep work is work that um, is uninterrupted. It's unadulterated. Um, and it... Yeah, it's uninterrupted, unadulterated. And yeah, it's completely void of distractions. So basically head down work where you're giving yourself that time to do the head down work for a good portion of time, 30 minutes, an hour. You'll find that a lot of the times people do work. We do work, right? But we're often distracted by the ping of our cell phones, our yeah. emails coming in, um, thinking about another thought. Um, but to say, you know what, I'm going to sit here and do this thing for 30 minutes straight and I will not allow anything to um, come into that time is more challenging than we actually I, know. I agree. I think um, as I started to lean into it a bit more, mm -hmm. per your suggestion, I think one of the more revelatory things about this was that it revealed to me that there is a often misconstrued but big difference between uh, busyness mm. and really solid deep work and mm. I think a lot of times you know movement feels like you're doing something mm -hmm. and you're being effective but it's actually not effective if you even if you know you're just like you're doing things mm -hmm. and it's doing things towards your, your your responsibilities but it's really interesting to find how uh, you could probably cover a lot of ground if you could just eliminate distractions to the best of your ability. Exactly. Granted, I told, I mentioned that mm -hmm. you know a lot, a lot of times the nature of my work requires for me to be really responsive to emails and texts and that kind sure. of thing. But um, applying it in different contexts, like you know, say for example, when you when I work on a script, mm -hmm. I found that the kind of deep work that allows you to kind of remove all distractions could allow you to go a lot further with something when you have. 30 minutes than if you were kind of semi-distracted, you know, for two hours. Totally, know. totally. I mean, it speaks to the power of focus. Even if you look at you going on a vacation in two days and you know you've got a lot of work to be done, the amount of work that you can get done in a shorter amount of time because you've chosen to focus is non-comparable to when you expand that time. So the same would apply in a creative sense when you say, you know, I'm here doing the work, I'm giving myself 30 minutes to really dive in. Yeah. The amount that your brain is able to just hone into that material, maybe unfold layers that you might have not been able to unfold before. The same, I think, applies on my creative end as well to writing. If I tell myself 30 minutes of like, you know, given I would need a little bit more than that, right, two hours, that are longer stretches of time really allow you to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into that work you find that you're able to extract more creatively than superficially, um, which oftentimes superficial work is like grazing the surface. So you end up spending longer doing it without actually producing yeah. beautiful work, without actually producing, you know, and results think, and outcomes. I think this idea of deep work and having to really zero in on that kind of work is even that much more important to us in yeah. the chapter that we're in, especially as parents. Cause I feel like 
one thing that I constantly find myself coming up against is like, yo, how are we supposed to do all of this and do it well when we also have two little people depending yeah. on us and who yeah. need us yeah. pretty much oh, around fair. the clock, you know? That's fair. So it's like, it just, it, it, it puts that much more emphasis on the need to be effective when we do have a limited window. Like for those of you guys who don't know, if you might notice, it's kind of dark in the background. If you could see the outside windows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because we're filming this episode at 10 p.m. at night. Yeah, once the know? kids have gone to sleep. So, yeah. you know, we this is our chance to like really make it count before yeah. we got to, you know, go to sleep and get up and do it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that, all, all that to say, yeah. the time that we have is limited, so we have to make the most of it. You know, and as I think about it, like deep work is focused work but it's also purpose work I think you kind of spoke to that and as you were talking earlier I'm like wow that's actually so important because what part of it when you're talking about our ability to just be intentional and to do purposed work um, and to do that deep work it's found in our parenting because we have to focus with our kids you're you're focusing your time when you're with them you're with them you're present with them and then when that time is done you move on to the next thing and I and I love that as I think about that, I'm like, wow, that actually speaks a lot to even our faith journeys and how, you know, <laughs> we in our like ordinary little lives here are feeling like busy. We got a lot going on. We're trying to juggle all these things. But realistically, and I think studies have shown multi, like it's nearly impossible to multitask. It's biologically impossible to multitask, right? You can't type an email and be talking on the phone without transposing. But, you, but you'd say you do it so well. Correct. Right? Which is what I'm coming to learn about myself, which is why I've always been so distracted. Which is also the thing that loves it, tells me I don't do well <laughs> enough, by the way. Welcome to a marital, <laughs> marital uh, conflict. It's usually resulting around that is me now discovering that multitasking actually really is not a thing. It isn't monotasking as they say yeah (laughs) this is me taking ownership guys (laughs) i feel like i might be owed an apology (laughs) i apologize for explaining why isaiah is not doing multiple things he hates when i ask him one thing and then i'll like ask him another thing you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah you guys are seeing it in live um time transparency isn't that what we promised you on these episodes but um yes again i'm learning that multitasking doesn't work and that's something that i've learned now later in life as things have kind of slowed down and i'm allowing myself to slow down and it's realizing for all these years i was doing so much but just grazing the surface of everything and where that took the greatest hit was my time with the kids or my ability to be present with actually, them and fully present with them. I think you do really well at that though. I think you model now. I think now. you model yeah. like being really present and going deep with both of our kids. Because that's intentional. Now having learned the importance of like when you're there being there, being present, being passionate, being purposed in that moment. That applies with time with my kids. That applies with time yeah. with you. That applies with this time that we're doing this podcast, even though it's later in the evening. We've cut out all the potential distractions to be present to do this. And so um, I'm learning that when you're able to do that again, you're not stretching your hours out throughout a day and not feeling like you're getting anything done, but you're being choicey about everything. And and a person that models that very well is the life of Jesus. I yeah, mean, that's good. You know, as never he, one to hurry anywhere, uh-uh. always very present with whoever he was with. 100%. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Even as ordinary human beings, basic human beings who feel like we're busy and we have so much on our list, how much more so for the perfect savior of the world, you know, yeah. to have so much more on his list, but he was never hurried. He was yeah. never busy. He was never unintentional or present, but 
where he spent his time, he spent it deeply with yeah. the person that was in front of him, with the work that he was doing. Um, and there's a time and a place for everything. And I think when we come to learn that, I think it, it gives us room to say, you know what? There's a time to work and there's also a time to rest. Yeah. I think the, the damage of not being able to rest comes in just not feeling like we have the time to rest. It's just yeah. perpetually busy at all times. Is there a you reason know? why you looked at me like that when you said that? Go ahead, tell the people. <laughs> this man doesn't sleep, y'all. As you guys, as he demonstrated, there's coffee in his cup. I mean, for no, you for know, no reason. I mean, so I think the, yeah. the the challenge is that, like you alluded to, there are only so many hours in the day. So mm -hmm. when you feel like you have too much to do, the hours have to come from somewhere. And if you're going to be really intentional and focused with your time, uh, then the hope is that you will be <coughs> so effective Sorry. with what you have that ultimately you'll have time to do everything. But, um, you know, it's something that I'm still working through, you yeah. know, and you know, what kind of hit me earlier as you were talking about that, uh, which I've been trying to sort out for myself is finding ways to differentiate and draw clear lines between where work begins and ends and mm -hmm. where relaxation or time with family begins and ends mm -hmm. and not blurring the lines, especially, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, as our kids are getting a little bit older mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing Selah, you know, becoming way more attentive and conscious of everything that's going on and Christian's not quite mm -hmm. there yet. But even then I still think with him, it, it, it does matter. Sure. Um, you know, just learning how to, to draw those lines, which is even that much harder when you work for yourself. And I feel like yeah, things no never stop. Switch. So yeah. I think that's even that much more important. This conversation is that much more important for you and mm -hmm. I. And mm -hmm. um, I, I, I just still need to, to sort of, I keep thinking about, um, when you, me, Israel, Ray were having that conversation about needing to rest, <laughs> leading to... <laughs> we literally were on a road trip talking about rest, and the guy could not turn uh, it, like, turn it I was off. acting, I was pretty, I was pretty reckless, because I was like, dude, how am I supposed to rest? Like, I got this stuff to do, and if I'm like, if I don't do it, it's never going to get done, and then I feel like... Wow, and that probably speaks to, like, see, oh. There are layers to this thing because then even the inability to rest then speaks to levels yeah. of like pride, right? Yeah, that yeah, truly. A yeah. lot of what you're doing is relying on you and your efforts and your strength and your ability and the engine has to always be running. But I feel like maybe there's a lesson there in the fact that the God of the universe who didn't actually need to rest but yeah. said, you know, spent the seventh day yeah. resting was to model it for us because something in that should be inherently good for our soul. Yeah. Like, He's teaching us that we need this. And I mean, I, I'm, I like to exercise, but I'm not like huge on like strength training. The fact that people do like rest and recovery, like a day to right. rest, right? Your muscles need that time to be able to, to recuperate. Like we need sleep. And Isaiah and I, for the longest, our family members will say that we're allergic to sleep. I mean, if our Ethiopian dark circles don't speak enough, there's some concealer speaking here, but, um, yeah, we're, we've really struggled with this concept, but I think it's the ticket to be able to work well. You have to learn how to rest well. I think, and I, I think, think we're, we're learning. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely learning. Like that idea has been so foreign to me and I'm slowly learning that it really isn't just about my input that creates the, out, the, the, the desired output. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a concept that has better illustrated that for me um, has been like the concept of the tithe, you know? So oh, it's like, yeah. even, even to get to a point where you, you realize that 
90% of my money can be more impactful than 100% of my money if I'm willing and able to give that 10% knowing that God can make the most of the other 90. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't make sense in like the whole, in, in the practical sense of it. Right, in the, on but the from, a spirit, from a spiritual standpoint, it's really beyond, you know, comprehension to mm -hmm. see how God can make 90% of your income, you know, go further than 100% of it. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, I think there is a, a correlating idea where I, you, you might think in the natural that you have to, you have to grind around the clock to get what you, that sure. outcome that you want. But realistically, if you trust that by resting, God will do more with the time that you do work, then mm -hmm. I think um, you'll find that you know God will meet you. Not to say that I've fully found it, but no, that's something that I know, I know is true. And mm -hmm. I think the muscle memory in me is slowly learning to let go of feeling like I have to yeah. do it all myself. No, totally. And I mean, even as we know, like deep work and the ability to focus or concentrate for those that choose to like m meditate and clear their thoughts, that's a muscle. It takes time yeah. training yourself to do that. So in the same re respect, I've often heard it said that even Sabbathing or resting or choosing those times off, that also is a muscle that you 100%. have to exercise. You 100%. have to start practicing to teach your body, hey, you can afford to do this because God's always working on your right. behalf. God's in control. And so that's and if you model that for us, you know, then I feel on, like it's yeah. all the more important for yeah. us to to follow suit. Absolutely. And uh, that that's my hope and my prayer for all of us as believers is that we work hard and that we're able to rest well and yeah, enjoy life. I feel like it, it shifts the well-being of your soul when you do that, yeah. you know, from the frantic, hurried nature that we're all experiencing in hustle culture, grind culture. It slows us down to be able to be intentional with what we're doing. And, you know, when you are shooting your shot, you're making more shots in because you're operating from a place that's rest and knowing who's authoring everything, knowing who's in control. And so um, I also feel I, though, I love this yeah, combination. I also feel, though, just just from a practical standpoint, I feel like there's so many examples of like very successful people who have committed their lives to working super hard and, you know, committing themselves to whatever they do mm -hmm. and finding outcomes that, you know, are are desired and can, are praiseworthy. Mm -hmm. But you also see how a lot of there's that comes at an expense, you know, like mm -hmm. whether it's your family or whatever else. And that's something I definitely don't want to happen sure. is yeah. to be a statistic of somebody who, you know, compromised their family life and mm -hmm. being there just for the purpose of mm -hmm. sprinting towards something mm -hmm. that at the end of the day is probably not going to matter all that much anyway. Sure. Yeah. In addition yeah. to those physical examples, you also have the data points showing you people that work, you know, longer than 40 or 50 or even in past 55 hours a week are clocking no greater measure of results than a person working for 40 hours a week or um, I think the push is now to try and maybe convert people to like four out four day work weeks but I think there's a, there's a balance there right it should not come at the cost of anything and even then you know, more isn't always more. This idea of more, it could potentially be less in that you're not producing as much results or it could come at well, the cost of... I guess maybe the better way to... The cost maybe of maybe the better way for me that to say matter that, to you most. Maybe the better way for me to say that is that I think the way in which we work has to, has to be looked at through a framework of whatever goal we're pursuing. Because like to just grind indefinitely, I think is 
truly silly when you think about it that way. It's mm. like, if that's your brand, Mr. Grind, I know that has like its place in culture, but I, I feel like that's really not what it's about, right? Especially because the goalposts will all, it's almost Always changing and it is insatiable to some extent. Yeah. But yeah. I do think, I do think though, it does make sense if in a given season, mm-hmm. there's a specific goal you're working towards. And I think that season might require for you to just hustle hard in this chapter and that's you know fair, yeah. and that's fair and but i think it has to come in context of a bigger picture of Absolutely. you know what like we're going to do this now but that's because we know that on the other side of this we're going to really recoup and rest and you have to think about it from a bigger from a I bigger but perspective all while prioritizing the rest for us i get hustle culture but saying you know what these three months i'm about to put my head down and hustle but well, the I, following I, 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 I only rest, thought of you know? that because I just remembered some of our conversations about how I'm like, you know what? In this season, I feel like I have to go hard mm-hmm. because, you know, the way in which we honor the Sabbath, the, we always had this conversation, Lowe's and I, about how I can't always choose to Sabbath on the same day because the nature of my work mm-hmm. is not predictable. So I have to, you know, I have to just account for that. Mm-hmm. Um But I do think this concept of Sabbath needs to be one that needs to be taken into account. But maybe it's something that needs needs a broader kind of take on it, as opposed to saying it needs to happen every day this this week. Yeah. Or but like to also take into consideration that maybe we work hard in this season, but then we think about this idea of rest kind of you know subsequent to that. Yeah. Totally. As long as both are incorporated, there needs to be a fine balance of both the marriage of both of those things. Right. And a prioritization of both of those things, right. you know. Um, hopefully in doing deeper work, we afford ourselves time and mental rest, you know. I, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. It's like if you can use this sense of deep work to really uh, maximize and to focus in on things that can allow you to be more effective, then I think in the ideal, it'll result in you having more time for rest. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's I, my story. I, that's, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, that's this week's episode, I guess, summed up for you guys. For those of you guys that are interested, a couple really interesting reads would be that deep workbook by Cal Newport. Um, another really good one is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Um, and The Unhurried Life by Alan. Uh, let me look it up really quick. Um, Howlin, um, um, what's his name? Uh, um, I forgot his last name. Uh, Fadling. Alan. Um, Fadling. Fadling. <laughs> Alan Fadling's an unhurried life, which I'm finishing up, and all speaks to this as well. And so, um, yeah, that's this week's topic on. Uh, the power of deep work and rest. We hope that it's encouraged you guys as we kind of touch base on that. As we um, touch base and also work through it ourselves. Exactly. We, we're all figuring it out. Um, I'm grateful for the model that we have in scripture as well as living and learning, you know, uh, to kind of guide us. And so um, hopefully this... when we come back next week, our story hasn't changed too much. No, I hope not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but yes, we will have our sponsor share a word. Um, speaking of sponsors, uh, this week's sponsor is none other than Tedros Team. <laughs> Tedros Team's motto, our um, our framework surrounds three specific ideals, which is excellence, service, and commitment. 
because we believe that real estate is more than just the act of buying or selling a home. It's an experience that affects our loved ones as well as the way we engage the world around us. So it is understandable that the transaction can feel like a big undertaking, but with the right preparation and a bespoke approach, we believe that all things are possible. At Tedros Team, we offer a luxury experience regardless of the price point or location. And when we work together, you can expect that you will receive a tailored experience defined by none other than excellent service and commitment. Um, give us a call if you would like to talk about it or if you would like to be included in our monthly newsletter, uh, let us know so we can send you an email and include you in that. And uh, we look forward to talking to you. Yeah. And for those of you guys that haven't been getting the newsletters, the newsletter is actually pretty cool. It's got... Um, relevant things that are happening in LA, an analysis on the LA housing market, and then features a small business as well. So um, definitely check it out. You can um, subscribe to that newsletter. At, or follow us uh, at Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. What's the handle? Uh, Tedros Team. It's T-H-E-O-D-R-O-S Team. And our website is tedrosteam.com. Perfect. So if you guys liked or even loved today's episode, be sure to share it. Tell your mama, tell your friends, tell everybody you know. Um, make sure you guys leave us a review on Apple as well as subscribe. So, um, And if well, you we, haven't we just been following it, we us. We just turned into one of those people. We did. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we did it. Here we are. Um, definitely follow us on the socials as well. I'm lightandlove.life on Insta. And I am at Isaiah Tedros. Perfect. Well, it's been a pleasure, folks. We will get, catch you guys on the next episode. Until next time. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace.